Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. We are back this week for week six of the NFL season. Look, hoping for a little bit better than last week where we went one and three on our best bets. Fortunately, we are joined tonight by Liam at underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter. He got us our winner last week uh, with the Titans minus one and a half at the Commanders. And Jack uh, Tuffy is hopefully here. He's uh, having a couple of connection issues once more at Jack T underscore 95 on Twitter. Uh, he picked the Dolphins last week, who oh, that wasn't really their, his fault. That, the bet was dead as soon as Teddy Bridgewater went out of the game. Uh, I picked the Steelers, who couldn't cover 14 and a half <laughs> points uh, on the road at the Bills, leaving Mike Tomlin, giving Mike Tomlin his worst defeat as head coach of the Steelers. And it was the Steelers' worst defeat since 1989, um, wow. which is quite impressive for uh, something I claim to be a best bet. But it's the Steelers. Screw them. Um, and also Callum... Callum's pick was the Lions. Um, they were shut out by the Patriots. So, safe to say we can't really do too much worse this week. Uh, Liam, how are you coming back and joining us this week? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Uh, very lucky that Carson Wentz decided to throw uh, a few uh, interceptions last weekend on the last drive. The last one ended up counting, so that saved my bet because I was very worried we were going to have an 0-4 uh, week last week. But, yeah, I'm good. Looking forward to a good weekend. Tonight's not the best is it, in terms of games, but there's some really nice games on Sunday to, to make up for it. Yeah, obviously, Sunday evening is uh, the one that you'll, well, most of us will be paying attention to, <laughs> frankly, the Bills at the Chiefs. And then Sunday night football, if anyone in the UK is up at one twenty in the morning, is uh, Cowboys yeah. at Eagles, which is possibly the decider for the NFC East already because they've been... Uh, very interesting over there. Um, Jack is hopefully with us. I don't know whether he can hear me, but he is down there. How are you, Jack? <laughs> right, you, Liam, you might have to be. You might have to be the middleman, Liam. <laughs> yeah, I think he's frozen altogether. I think. I think only Jack. Yeah, he's gone altogether. So we we'll carry on with that for now. I think. All right, let's get on with the best bets for the week. Uh, Callum <laughs> is not with us this week, but I will go through his first. He has chosen the Browns minus two and a half. Uh, versus the Patriots. His reasoning is that they are better than the Patriots in pretty much every area of the field other than defense and head coach. And Nick Chubb is probably the best running back in the league at the moment. Um, the Patriots are more than likely without Damian Harris, although he did lightly train today, apparently. Um, if not, Ramondre Stevenson's probably going to put up a big game against an awful Browns rushing defense. Uh, but Callum reckons that the Browns are going to win this one. I'm not overly confident on it especially after last week when the Patriots managed to shut out a team who had been the best or highest scoring offense in the league uh, up until that point. So good luck to Callum. Um, but that's my opinion on it. Liam, what you got? Uh, yeah, in terms of that bet as well, um, he picked against them last week, didn't he? The Patriots with the Lions. Mm. So he's, he's going again, which is a bit risky against Bill Belichick. But um, yeah. yeah, I listened to the um, Believe in Brits podcast with Josh Henwood from the, from this network and uh they're very worried about this game because of the run defense, because the Patriots can definitely, definitely run the ball. And you know what Bill Belichick's like. He'll have a defensive scheme that should slow Chubb down at times compared to other coaches. So, yeah, I'd be a little bit worried. I don't think I'd be back in the Patriots. I think he'd be a stay away. But um, Callum's glutton for punishment against Bill. So he's gone for the rounds again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not one for me there. And what was your best bet for the weekend? 
So, yeah, my best bet is uh, your team, actually. So I've gone Bengals minus 1.5 at the Saints. Um, I think it was 2.5 in places, and I saw a two as well. So try and shop around for a line just in case it's a a close game. But um, simple picture is I I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Saints. It could be Winston. It could be uh, the Red Rifle in a revenge game. Um, But I just think the Bengals' offense, even though it's been really poor on first down, I think the talent's still too good. And I think they'll... uh, They'll score enough points for me to, to win the game. Uh, I just think the offense is too good. Mixon's running the ball well when he gets a chance to run it in, in later downs. Um, obviously, Chase is Chase. I think Higgins is having a, arguably a better season than, than Chase as well. Um, so I just think offensively, they'll score a lot of points. And the Bengals defense has been one of the best units in the league. And I just can't trust the Saints offense at the moment from what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we just don't know what's going to be or who's going to be on the field from the Saints offence. All three of their main wide receivers failed to train uh, yesterday on the Thursday. Uh, sorry, on the Wednesday day. Uh, Wednesday. Um, the Bengals, as you said, have only well, one of the better defences in the league. They've not allowed a second half touchdown this year, which is um, quite a statistic, although probably should have been two against the Ravens, frankly, because Lamar <laughs> missed a couple of open chances. Um, yeah, Bengals offence, obviously Burrow and Chase know this stadium well from the LSU days, so they won't have any issues going in there, and hopefully they'll they'll start clicking because it has been fairly painful to watch. Um, would be good if Higgins plays. He's questionable with his ankle injury that meant he missed most of Sunday night's game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of Sunday night's game. Um, he is obviously the key for them because Burrow is taking the easy pass, which tends to be Higgins with Chase being double covered all the time. Um, but yeah. Th- I think they need one game where things blow up for Bengals. And after that, I think they'll be back to where they were last year. It's just, it's been a bit of a slog so far. And I'm obviously very hopeful. I'm uh, hopeful that you can make it 5-1 and, and keep our <laughs> uh, going well for us. Because we, we need it. Um, my <laughs> this week is good news for Jack and for Callum is the Vikings minus three at the Dolphins. It looks like Skylar Thompson is starting for the Dolphins. And that's most of the handicap, frankly. Um, he only well, he had about around 100 yards against the Jets last week. And the Vikings, while they're not as good a defense as the Jets, they are a capable defense and should be able to at least slow Hill and um, Waddle. Remember his name? <laughs> um, and it's, it's a six o'clock kickoff, and we always know that because of six o'clock is generally pretty good. Darwin Cook should have a decent game, and Justin Jefferson should do well as well. So um, that, that was it for me on that one. It was fairly. It was basically the Dolphins got a third-string quarterback. That was the uh, Liam. What do you reckon? That? Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Especially if Skyler plays, I'm not sure we 100% know who's going to play. Obviously, I know Tua's not going to play, but I don't know who 100% is going to play quarterback. But um, yeah, I just think the Vikings are going to have a little bit too much on offense and just score too many points. The Dolphins' defense the last couple of weeks actually been a bit disappointing compared to what I thought like. So I think both teams could score points depending on who plays at quarterback, but I think the Vikings, the Jefferson there and Thielen should be able to get it done. Uh, Hopefully for you as well, because of your best bet. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so it would be nice to actually get one. Yeah, um, I think it is Scarlett Thompson starting for the Dolphins because Mike McDonald came out yesterday and said that if Bridgewater passes the concussion protocol, he'd be back up. So it probably is going to be him. Um, I actually expected him to be even worse than he was <laughs> against the Jets. Like there was I think a field goal in the last quarter, and if the Dolphins kicked it, they would have went twenty nineteen up. I think Jets like the score like the scoreline doesn't suggest like but it suggests the Jets smashed the Dolphins, but it wasn't really that type of game up until the last quarter. Um 
I definitely won't be touching the Dolphins plus three anyway. I'd, um, I think Xavier Howard's supposed to be playing, but he's not fully fit. So I'd expect Justin Jefferson to have another big game. Um, if I was to lean on, it would definitely be the Vikings minus three over the Dolphins because um, Tua isn't playing. If it was Tua, I'd, I'd say it'd probably be a 50-50 game and I'd lean towards the Dolphins winning. But yeah, no, Vikings minus three, I'd have no complaints about uh, backing it. Nice. Well, um, hopefully for me, I win. Hopefully for you, I'm wrong. Um, what is your best bet for the week, Jack? Uh, mine is Packers minus six and a half. Um, basically, because of what I said about Skyler Thompson uh, playing against the Jets last weekend, I just think they're they're fraudulent. Um, they won the last two games. They bet Kenny Pickett. I know he did. I know the Zach Wilson had a great game. Um, great last quarter against the Steelers, but even last weekend against the Dolphins, like it was a 50 game up until the last quarter. Um, I don't think they're that good. Uh, I think the Packers minus six and a half is a great bet. It's less than a touchdown. I think. Um, Packers, they'll have to bounce back after the embarrassment in London the last day. Uh, I thought it was game over, really. I think they were the 17 up at one time. I thought, yeah, this is going to end up being, you know, a game that's going to probably, it could have ended up being 20 points between the two teams. And then, uh, in fairness to the Giants, they did come back. But I think going back to Lambeau now, they'd be a bit embarrassed. And um, they should they should win comfortably enough. They usually hammer the the bad teams. Like when the Bears go to Lambeau, they usually give them a good spanking. So I'd expect, uh, I'd expect the Packers to do this to the Jets as well. Yeah, this uh, this line is seven and a half on Bet three six five, and it's six and a half on other places. So once again, make sure you have a look around for the best sign. Obviously, Jack's taking the uh, his side, and if you were going to go for the Jets, you'd want the seven and a half. So obviously, make sure you're getting the best of the line. Um, this one's a bit worrying for me. I, I'm just not convinced by the Packers after, especially after last week, and it means that they have the the increased travel um, in this game, in, despite the fact they're at home. Uh, they will be travelling further during the week. Uh, I just, I, I'm just not convinced by them. They don't seem to get AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones going as they should. Obviously, I've got a big bet on AJ Dillon, which is probably uh, skewing my thoughts on them a little bit. Um, it's worth saying that Source Gardner has been outstanding for the Jets on defence. I think he's allowing the lower passer rating of any, is either any rookie cornerback or any cornerback in the league at 17-ish. Um, which is just fantastic. And he's played against some damn good uh, wide receivers so far. Um, so he's showing that his college level was up to the NFL level. Um, so it's not one I would personally be taking. Again, I don't think I'd be taking the Jets plus seven and a half or six and a half. So it's one I would be staying away from, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Liam? Yeah, our group chat's a very interesting place to be when the Packers have the ball at the one-yard line and uh, you're screaming for an AJ Dillon touchdown and they just play action it all the time to some random tight end. Every time. Um, Every time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure. Cam Rogers lose to two New York teams with a six-and-a-half-point handicap two weeks in a row? I, I don't know. I think I would be back in the Packers if I had to pick a side. Um, I do think the Jets are pretty good. The offense is actually really well-coached. Um, it doesn't really matter who's a quarterback. They're generating open wide receivers. But I just think the defense could struggle against the run game if the Packers actually decide to run the ball a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd be with uh, Jack and take the Packers here. But, yeah, I'd still be a little bit worried. I think the Packers are not as good as what we all thought they would be a few weeks ago. Um, and the Jets are a little bit better. But, yeah, I still think the Packers in this game at home will, should be able to get it done. So that's our four best bets for the weekend. Uh, Browns minus two and a half, Vikings minus three, Packers minus six and a half, and Bengals minus one and a half at the Saints. A lot of uh, road favourites, which is, well, actually, no, I'm lying there. Uh, lots of uh, favourites anyway. Um, on to Thursday night. We're getting this recorded on the Thursday evening, a few hours before this game. 
is not one. I don't. I, I don't think any of us are going to be staying up for this one. Um, but you can get the Commanders plus one at the Bears. Uh, total of 38. I don't see how the Bears can be favourite against any team in this league, frankly. Um, so I'll be taking the Commanders plus one. I also think the over's got a, a little bit of a chance. There's, um, it's not exactly been convincing for either of these teams last this so, so far this year, but neither of them can defend. So I think the Wentz will be putting up 250, 300 yards, even with a strained uh, bicep tendon, which is uh, possibly going to hamper him. But they have talent there. They've got Brian Robinson back, who made his debut last week. Um, they'll be looking to get him a lot of the ball, I'd imagine. And we've seen that Justin Fields can throw deep shots. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know why. I just think it'll be over probably 38 total. It's a low total. So yeah, I'd, I'd be saying Commanders plus one and Bears over and over 38 on the total. Yeah, don't bet Bears over 38 points. Don't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I've um, I've actually bet both teams to score 17 points here, so it doesn't quite get you to 38. Um, and it, it'll probably be more like 37, because I do feel like it'll be a field goal sort of game, so it could be 20 to 17, but I don't think that's a bad bet. And the only other one that I've actually gone for is um, I like Justin Fields' over in his passing yards, just because I do think the commander's defense gives up a lot of yardage. Um Fields is 170.5 passing yards. He doesn't pass the ball loads, but when he does, it's only really deep down the field, especially to Darnell Mooney. So I think there's a chance that he could finish the game with 20, 30, 40 rushing yards and maybe 200 passing yards. It's not a big night, but his totals are just set so low because of how bad the first few weeks were. I think that I'll try and take advantage of that. So yeah, I wouldn't bet the actual game now, but I don't mind the fields over on his passing yards tonight. Yeah, um, I don't think they could get a worse Thursday night game than last weekend or last week, but they somehow managed to do it. Um, I actually stayed up for the game last week. I had unders and the Broncos to win, so it would be Russell Wilson's biggest fan at the moment. Um, this game, yeah, like 38 is so low. I'd be going under, but I don't think I can back 38. It's probably the lowest uh, lowest total of this week, I'd say. Um, I don't know how the commanders are underdogs either, like Adam was saying, and... I probably just because it's a standalone game, I probably end up backing the, the commanders to win. Um I think it's kind of a must win game for Ron Rivera after his comments about uh, Carson Wentz as well, whereas the Bears they kind of have a free hit this year, no one's expecting them to be any good, whereas the commanders did kind of go all in, I'd say, to an extent, getting Carson Wentz in. So yeah, Commander's plus one, I'd say would be my my play for, for tonight. Uh, just a little uh, offshoot from what Liam was saying. Uh, Darnell Mooney over 20.5 for his longest reception is probably a good look. And longest pass completion. I should have looked at that one. Longest pass completion by Justin Fields is 32.5, which is actually lower than Wentz's is. As um, as we said, they're going to run the ball a lot, but when they do take shots, they are down the field in general. So it's probably not yeah. a terrible bet for uh, Justin Fields or Darnell Mooney. Um, you can also get Khalil Herbert. I believe it's over 25 and a half rushing yards. Uh, David Montgomery is back, um, but they do mix in both of them and they do kind of, they do run the ball a heck of a lot. Um, so first game up on Sunday, I have the Ravens minus five and a half at the Giants with a total of 45. Uh, Giants are coming back from that win in London at four and one, which is not something I thought we'd ever be saying. Um, <laughs> so they are traveling back without their bye week to face the Ravens, who beat the Bengals on Sunday night last week. Um, I would have to lean to the Ravens minus five and a half. I'm not saying that the Giants are the biggest forwards in the league, but there's they're doing a lot better than they should be. Let's put it that way. Uh, obviously, Brian Dable is showing that he is a pretty darn good coach. Um, 
but yeah, I, I have to lean to the Ravens minus five and a half. Uh, on the total, I would probably be leaning over, um, but unders have been hitting regularly so far this year across the league. So I will leave that alone. Liam? Yeah, I would leave that total well alone because I do think if Saquon plays well and Daniel Jones does well, like he did last week on third down, the Giants will score more points than you think. And then Lamar will just have to do magic and, and try and win the game. So I'd probably stay away from the total because I think with the Giants DC being the old Ravens DC, that he's either going to blitz them to death and get absolutely killed, or in the first half this could be like a six-three game, and then you bet you wish the under. So I probably stay, stay away from that. Um, I'm with you for the to- for the uh, handicap. I think the Ravens are a better team. Um, I think the Giants have surprised me. They're not a lucky four-on-one team. They've actually deserved to win a couple of these games, but I think the Ravens can score a lot of points if the uh, Giants defend the run like they did in the first half last week. So, yeah, I'll go Ravens minus five and a half. Um, I'm going to just disagree with both of you. I actually like the Giants plus five and a half. Um, <laughs> I think I don't know how they won that game last weekend. I know, as I said, they deserve it. And Brian Dayball was unbelievable, but like that roster is terrible um, with all the injuries they had as well. Um, I think Brian Dayball is probably up for coach of the year. I'd say he's a raging favourite for it now at the moment if they keep going the way they're going. Um, the Ravens are the better team, no point saying they're not, but five and a half, I think, is slightly too much, especially being in MetLife. Um, they're being a bit of a buzz after coming back from London as well in a good win. Uh, I think the Ravens will win, but I'd be doing the Giants plus five and a half over the Ravens minus five and a half. Nice. Let's see how that one goes. Um, next up, Jaguars plus two at Colts, a uh, total of 42 points. Of course, the Jaguars shut out the Colts a couple of weeks back um, in. Their victory um, really opened everyone's eyes to how they can be a fairly decent team this year. They have a very good defense. Their pass rush was all over the Colts in that game. Um, you've got to think that Frank Reich's going to have was going to have figured something out for this one against the Jags. And the Jags showed the other side of what they could be last week with Trevor Lawrence, costing them quite a few points in a, a narrow defeat to the Texans. Um, so I, I've got to take the Colts minus two on this one. It's, I wouldn't be betting it, but that's the side I would be leaning and probably under on the total. It could be a fairly strong defensive game. Yeah, I'm, um, I don't think I'd bet the total again in this game. <laughs> I think totals are hard this year, but uh, I'd probably go Jags mm-hmm. plus two. I think the actual bet is probably tease them past the seven um, if you want to do it. Um, but if I had to pick a spread... I'd go plus two. I just don't think I will actually bet it. Anyone who listens to the Power Rankings podcast knows I'm too high on the Jags. And uh, last week, they absolutely killed me with the Texans. Um, but mm. I just think that they're the better team than the Colts uh, for me. So I'd pick the Jags, but it's a bit of a travesty. These two teams have played each other twice in six weeks. But that's that's the AFC South for you, unfortunately, every year, I feel like. <laughs> Uh, after after watching that game on Thursday, I said I'll never back the Colts again this year, and um, <laughs> then then the Jags go out and get uh, embarrassed by the Texans. So yeah, I'm really not really sure what side to go with here. Under forty two, I suppose, would be the only lean I'd have slightly, but they're two not great teams in my opinion. Um, I can't back either of them with confidence, so I'd go with unders. Both QBs to yeah. throw an interception might be a nice bet in that game. <laughs> Yeah, it seems so. seems fairly likely, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, 49ers minus five and a half at the Falcons with a total of 44.5. It's uh, a double road trip for the 49ers. They've stayed out this side of the, this side of the US. Um, so they, they won't have the travel disadvantage. I believe they're 4-0 against the spread when they've done that in their, in their history because it's something they tend to do most years. So in theory, they should be beating the Falcons and their defense should be able to stop the Falcons, but they have lost a couple of players again. 
they seem to lose two or three every week at the moment through injury um, with um, Mosley out for the season and someone else was out as well that I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, the Falcons have, have looked fairly lively and obviously had that terrible call against them last week where they could have made it a little bit more interesting against the Buccaneers, but they were without Cordero Patterson again. Um, I've not seen much news on Kyle Pitts or Drake London. I know both of them were banged up, but either way, they're not really using Pitts anyway. Um, the 49ers basically are going to stifle them. I don't think that the Falcons are going to get to 10, 15 points, so I'm going to take the 49ers minus five and a half. Yeah, I think it was Greenlaw, the other player that's out for the year, I think. Yeah. Um, ACL. They all seem to get ACLs in San Francisco. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think the game's going to go exactly how you said. I think I'll go 40, 49ers minus five and a half. I don't think I'll bet the total just because Arthur Smith is a really good coach at times on offense and he could scheme up a couple of trick plays that get the Falcons to 17 points and then it forces the game to go over. But yeah, I'll bet the, the 5.5. Uh, I think Pitts is questionable at the moment. So he's not out, but He's not definite to play. And for me, I think as long as Mario is quarterback now, I just can't back the Falcons. Until they put Ritter in, I just think I'm think I'm out on betting them. Well, I'm going to go against you again. <laughs> Falcons plus five and a half. Uh, Falcons plus five and a half. To be honest, before the season started, I thought the Falcons would probably be the worst team in the NFL. But every time I watch them, they're always competitive. Uh, I think it's one of them games the 49ers will just go in, get the win by maybe a field goal or so and get out. Um, like five and a half. <sighs> Yeah, no, if it was maybe if it was two and a half or three, I'd, I'd lean towards 49ers with the extra two points. Falcons being at home as well. And as Adam said, back to back away games, I'd probably I'll lean towards the Falcons. No, that's fair enough. Um, we're probably on the square side, me and Liam. So you're probably on the, <laughs> the sharper side on that one. So we'll, we'll not argue with it. Uh, another one for your teaser. If you want to tease the um, Jaguars up, the Buccaneers, you can tease them down to two. They are minus eight favorites at the Steelers uh, with a total of 44. I'm not having anything to do with the Steelers team after last week. <laughs> uh, I, I obviously always want them to lose and I'm glad they did, but I thought they would have at least kept it a little bit closer than they did. Uh, George Pickens looked good. Um, Pickett and Pickens is what we were expecting preseason and that was why Pickens was quite well hyped up over the summer. Not just the fact he's a Steelers wide receiver, uh, but the Buccaneers are looking good with their wide receivers back. Uh, there's a chance that Julio and Russell Gage play this one because they seem to be constantly banged up. But Evans and Godwin are there. Lenny Fournette obviously had a huge game last weekend. And this Steelers defense has been fairly terrible. Um, so I would be taking, well, I'd be leaning Buccaneers minus eight and probably over on the table, to be honest. I do think that they are going to be able to put up points, but that's not something I'll be taking. So yeah, just Bucks minus eight for me. Yeah, I've teased the Bucks down already and paired them with uh, my Chiefs that we'll talk about later at plus 10, which I never thought I'd ever get Chiefs plus 10, but I managed to get that, which is mm. nice. But I, I think eight is just it's a line that I hate. When it's eight, every time I bet it, the team seems to win by seven and it just kills me. So I'd probably stay away completely um, and I would probably lean to to bet the under rather than the minus eight. Um, Pickett's moved the ball much better than Trubisky, but they still can't score in the red zone with the how bad their OC is. Um, and the defense was terrible last week, but I feel like against a team that runs the ball more than the Bills do, I think they'll probably stifle the Bucks a little bit more than they managed to do last week, which was a bit of a free-for-all for Josh Allen in the first half. So, yeah, I'd lean the under rather than the eight, but tease the Bucks down with something else is probably the, the real best bet on this game. Yeah, I agree. I can see the Buccaneers winning, but maybe by a touchdown or so. Um, the Steelers, I've just seen the games they have coming up, so I think they're the Dolphins after this two should be playing. I think they have the Bengals then maybe two weeks after that. I think they have the 
Eagles after the Dolphins, so the Steelers team could end up being in free for all soon. Um, and to be honest, I think they're better off nearly getting a high draft pick for next year because I don't know, Kenny Pickett, I know it's very early to say, but it doesn't look like he has much to him. Um, the Buccaneers, as I said, like minus eight is, is a little bit too high. Six and a half might be all over it, but um, it's probably a stay away game for me. But going to my head, I probably would lean towards the Buccaneers minus eight. I love hearing someone else say that other than me. It's uh, good to good to see that someone else is down on the Steelers and it's not uh, not just my, my obvious bias coming out. Uh, <laughs> next game up is the Cardinals, minus three at Seahawks. Um, I believe that this has changed time because the Mariners are playing at the same time. Um, yeah. But again, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I would be leaning to the Cardinals on this one. It's not a heavy lean. I do not like it to a huge amount. I know that Adam Chernoff was on Cardinals minus two and a half earlier in the week, and there is a minus two and a half available. Um, the Seahawks have been surprisingly good on offense. Um, Geno Smith is one of the best ranked QBs on PFF. I'm sure Liam will tell me exactly where he is in a second. Um, they've been putting up a ton of points, obviously nearly 40 again last week. And uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are looking good with him. Um the Cardinals have still failed to score in the first quarter of any game this season. Uh, and this is their last game until DeAndre Hopkins is back next week. Um, so I'm sure they're looking forward to having him back. I guess I would be leaning over the 50.5 and probably to Cardinals minus two and a half just because other sharp people are on it. But it's not a pick for me, this one. Yeah, I actually was debating this on our group chat for our, my best bet. Um, I would be on the Cardinals minus two and a half. Even... Three is okay. They could win. If it goes to a three-point game, they've got the worst field goal kicker in the world, so they'll probably lose. So I think they're probably going to win by more than three if they do win. Um, but yeah, I think the cards for me are the bet. I would say bet the under, but I've bet three Seahawks unders in a row and got killed for it. So I'm just staying away from Geno Smith unders overs now. I just, he's absolutely killed me this season when it comes to totals. But I think the Cardinals will win this game. Um, and I think Geno might be third in the PFF rankings. I know he was number one actually last week, as in for the week. Um but yeah, I'm a bit out on PFF's QB rankings after they gave Mahomes a terrible rating versus the Bucks. So uh, yeah, they're Team Gino. Gino this year they are. So yeah. And uh, like you, Cardinals minus three is uh, the play here for me. Um, oh, the Seahawks. To be honest, I thought Drew Locke was going to come in um, and start start for the beginning of the season ahead of uh, Gino Smith, but um, I thought he was terrible. But Gino Smith ended up being very, very good this year. Uh, the Seahawks' defense is atrocious and as bad play caller as uh, Kingsbury is. Um, I think Kyler Murray, when the, when the game's in his hands, uh, he'll deliver. Um, 50 and a half, I'd be leaning towards the over every day of the week. I I think I've backed the Seahawks' games over the last three weeks. This came in fairly handy. Um, but yeah, like. 50 and a half just it seems like the one game that it might go over because uh two teams might try and establish their own a bit um seahawks especially trying to get the ball out of kyler's hands um so yeah i would go for the, the Cardinals minus three it's one of my best bets of the week obviously kenneth walker probably a big debut game for him with uh rashad penny out and uh there's running issues on the cardinals as well all of their guys got banged up last week apart from Eno benjamin who actually did pretty well for for himself uh, the Panthers plus 10 at the Rams. Obviously, new management in charge there with Matt Rule um, being removed from his job in the in the week. Um, and for that reason, I think I'd probably have to lean to the Panthers plus 10, frankly. I mean, they can't be much worse with PJ Walker there than they were with Baker Mayfield. Uh, the only thing is, I don't think they've got much of a pass rush. And if Matthew Stafford can actually be protected, then he's a fine quarterback. Uh, the Rams are going to be able to turn it around at some point, I would think. 
against lesser teams especially, but is not they're not a team I have any faith in at the moment, so I'd have to lean Panthers plus ten and because of that I'd have to say under forty one point five as a as a parlay because that's it's um that's just how they work. Um yeah, I would go uh, Panthers plus 10 as well, which I don't think I would have said if you'd have asked me four or five weeks ago, but the Rams just don't look good enough. Um, and you are right that in general, the Panthers' pass rush isn't amazing, but Brian Burns, I think, is second, uh, second in the NFL for, for pressure rate. So if he can get pressure off one of the bad guards, at least you've got someone there that can cause a bit of trouble. So yeah, I'd lean plus 10, and then the total, I would lean over, but you need the Panthers to score early, because if they don't score early, then this could just be a real close game and you're probably going to hit the under. But yeah, I would probably lean plus 10 on the over, I think, at the moment. Yeah, Panthers plus 10 is my play as well. Uh, I couldn't get over how bad the rounds are. I know they've had obviously had a, not a great start to the season, but just against the Cowboys, I know the defense is very good, but they just looked hopeless on offense. Um, I'm not sure if it's Odell that they're missing or the offensive line, the missing players or what it is, but they just look a shadow of their team they were last year. Um no, Baker Mayfield, I don't even really know if it's much of a downgrade. He's probably the most overhyped quarterback in the NFL, um, just because he talks the talk. Uh, even though Callum won't like to hear me say that, but yeah, he's just massively <laughs> overrated. Um, the Panthers plus 10, I think. Like, I can't see them scoring many points, but like, I can't see the Rams scoring too many points either. So I suppose you have to take the, you have to take the plus 10 every day for that, and that happens. Uh, let's just go crazy and seize them up to plus 16 and uh, chuck them in with the Bucks or the Jacks. And I don't think the Rams are going to be anyone by 16 at the moment. It's uh, not exactly an advantage teaser, but uh, it's one that would be tempting. And then obviously one that Liam has mentioned as a teaser, Bills minus two and a half out of the Chiefs with a total of 54 points. Obviously a rematch of the divisional loss for the Bills last year. So safe to say they'll have been focused on this game. Uh, it's quite possibly the AFC one seed decider. Uh, home field advantage side everything that you could possibly want from this game um, and it's a 925 game which is perfect for us in the UK so don't have to wait up for this one um, obviously the one we're going to be concentrating on uh, the Bills have been the best team in the league this year I don't think there's too much argument in that uh, even with defensive injuries they've looked good on that side of the ball um, will they be able to beat Mahomes and Andy Reid finally I'm not entirely convinced uh, I think everything in my head says, yep, they should be fine to win, but then they should have won in that divisional game last year and they didn't. So, yeah, it is one that I'm staying away from on a betting standpoint. I, it should be a hell of a game. Uh, 54 points is the highest total possibly of the season. It, it's definitely not far off. Um, and, yeah, um, one one prop that we'll mention afterwards, we'll, we'll leave that till the end. Um, but, yeah, Liam, it's your team. Uh, tell me why the Chiefs will win. <laughs> Yeah, definitely bias over here for this. But um, yeah, I like the fact that we've got so we've got our first round corner who hasn't played since week one, Trent McDuffie. He's confirmed that he's going to be back for this game. That makes a hell of a lot of difference because we struggled to cover Devontae Adams on Monday. And I think that would have been the same for Diggs this week. Um, but I think McDuffie will do a much better job. No one can probably cover Diggs for the whole game. He's obviously one of the best receivers. But I think if you can slow him down and not have these 150-yard games uh, against you, it just helps a little bit. But in terms of why... The Chiefs can win. I just think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback and Andy Reid is the best coach. Uh, so they can win because of that. But the problem is, you know what Josh Allen's like. He's like he can have an over-my-dead-body sort of game and, and score a lot of points. But yeah, I do like the Chiefs. Mahomes has never lost anyone ever any money if he's been underdog in his life. 
Um, even his last year at Texas Tech, actually, he never lost money being an underdog. So uh, he's a pretty safe bet, but I said the same indoors against the Colts, and that came to bite me. But um, mm. yeah, I, I'm with the Chiefs, like I said, on the tees. I've got the Chiefs plus three as well. At two and a half, I think just bet the money line on whichever team. Well, obviously, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, the odds are just going to be a little bit better. I don't think it'll be a one or two point game. Very rarely that happens in the NFL. So if you like the Chiefs, probably bet the money line. Um, I think the Chiefs will win. I think it will go over. I know Skybet have a both teams to score 25 plus points, kind of a boost. I think it's nine to four. So you're going to get better value than that, than 54 in terms of the price you get. Um, and I think whoever wins, especially if the Bill, uh, if the Chiefs win, it'll be a close game. So I think both will score 25. So I think that'll probably be my best bet. Uh, I hope the Chiefs win and we'll see. If you want to bet one seed in the AFC, I would do it before this game if you like the Bills or the Chiefs because whoever wins the game, their odds for one seed will just drop dramatically after after this week as well. Yeah, that 9-4 uh, sounds really good. Um, my best bet for that game was both teams to score a touchdown in each half. is 8-11, to but I just checked Paddy Power there and it's 8-13 now, so I'm not really sure if it's back at that price. Uh, I'm surprised this game isn't like a prime time game. I know it's whatever nine twenty five here, but I'm very surprised it's not a Monday night football game or like even a Sunday night game uh, standalone. But um, yeah, really looking forward to it. I know last year the game in the playoffs is probably one of the best games I've ever seen. Um, set up to watch it and it was incredible. Like I think the odds were flipping. One team was one to ten, then one the other team was one to ten, and then it went over time. But, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable to watch. Uh, really looking forward to it. Um, I can't back against the Chiefs at home. Um, especially getting points, I'd probably just back them to win on the money line. I'd say you might get like 11 to 10, would you, or roughly that. Um, never backing against Mahomes. Uh, they do, or Paddy Power do this um, special. It's Mahomes to score a touchdown in each half, or sorry, to throw a touchdown in each half. I've backed it nearly every single game this year. Usually get around evens, four to five. And um, even had last weekend against the, the Raiders and it came in. Um, so I'd be probably leaning towards doing best like that more than backing the peak or the Bills. Um, but yeah, a few power prices as well for this game, so I expect lower points. Games rarely live up to the hype, uh, but you've got to expect this one. Well, I am getting mugged at the moment by my dog. Um, <laughs> on to the Sunday night football game Cowboys plus five and a half or six at the Eagles with a low total of just 42. Uh, the Eagles obviously are unbeaten so far this season. I said in preseason they've got a good chance of going into their bye at six and zero, and uh, we're not look not far off on that one. Uh, they just need to take care of their divisional opponents. This is quite obviously the decider for the NFC East. Sorry, Giants fans, but that's just how it is. Uh, Cowboys defense has been outstanding this year, doing most of the lifting for Cooper Rush, who, in fairness, has done his job fairly well. But the Eagles have been outstanding on both sides of the ball. They do have offensive line issues, which could be a little bit of a risk with um, Micah Parsons obviously looking like the best defensive player in the league this year. But I would, I'm, I mean, I, I've said I, would, I love the Eagles this year and I would probably be taking them minus six, but I have 14 to one on them winning the first six games. So this is a no bet for me. I would probably, I think I've got to lean under on the total as well, even though it's a low total. Uh, Liam, what are you on? Yeah, I'd be against you with the total. I think I like the over. Um, I know that McCarthy said they're preparing for Rush to still be the starter. Not, It's not confirmed, but they're preparing for that. I think if you wake up on Sunday and they say Dak's going to play, then I think the over is just a really, really easy bet if it stays at that number. Uh, in terms of the game, I'd be picking plus six. Um, I think Cowboys plus six. 
the Eagles' offensive line is really good, but I still think Parsons will get get to the quarterback relatively good. I think the Cardinals shown that if you can stay in games with the Eagles in the first half, then the second half the offense can slow down a little bit. Um, so I think I'd just be back in there just to take the points. I, I don't really. I think these two teams are quite close. And if Dak was playing, I'd probably back Cowboys money line. But if it's going to be Cooper Rush, then I'll take the six points. But yeah, not strong fancy for me. I think this is one of the games where I'll be waiting until the last minute to see what the injury report is like. Um, if the Eagles' offensive line is healthy, I'll be back in the Eagles minus three or minus six. And if it's not healthy, I'll be back in the Cowboys to win the game. It's that type of uh, game for me. Um, looking forward to it. I wish it was the Bills against the Chiefs, just been the standalone game. But I suppose for us in the UK, it's it's a it's a handier time to have the, the Chiefs and Bills game. But um, yeah, it's a game that I won't be touching until I find out the status of the uh, Eagles' offensive line. Yeah, not a standalone, but they very kindly put the Panthers at the Rams on at the same time as Bill's Chiefs. So it kind of uh, <laughs> kind of solves your viewing issues there. And then Monday night, closing out of the week, is Broncos plus five at the Chargers. Obviously, the Broncos have not looked good at all this year. Uh, Russell Wilson, is he's had weird, he's had some tra- um, platement, treatment, plate platelet treatment this week uh, to try and help him with his injuries. Uh, I don't know whether that's an excuse or not, or whether that's just something they're just trying to see if something works. Melvin Gordon at running back is all right. Mike Boone's all right. Uh, We'll see if Latavius Murray gets some action this week. You'd imagine he would after they signed him fairly quickly. Um, Yeah, the Chargers side of the ball, obviously Justin Herbert, Mike Williams. It'd be nice if they have Keenan Allen back. I'm not entirely convinced they will because they seem to be leaving him out with his hamstring injury. Um, and Austin Eckler looked amazing last week against the Browns. So, I, I mean, I, I'd have to lean Chargers minus five, even though it is a home game for them. It'll probably be more Broncos fans there, which could swap things around uh, 45.5 for the total. I'm not having anything. I, I won't be having anything on this game. But if I had to, it'd be Chargers, plus, uh, Chargers minus five. Yeah, I'm pretty firmly on the Chargers. I just think they're so much better than the Broncos. Uh it's a divisional game, so anything can happen, and we know how the Chargers coaching staff works. A couple of poor decisions. This game could be closer than it should be, but um, yeah, I'm just all in on the Chargers. I think with Herbert there, they'll score too many points for Russ. Um, I'm not sure about the total, because I think the Broncos could score 10 points in this game, potentially 13, and it kills your total bet. So I'll probably stay away from the total either way, um, but I would go Chargers minus five. I think they'll win by, by a touchdown at least. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chargers minus five would be my player for this. Um, Hackett looks completely clueless. Russell Wilson looks a shadow of, of the player he was um, two or three years ago. I uh, I got caught this year. I backed the Broncos to win the Super Bowl at two, 22 to one, I think. Um, this one's too much Colin Cowart, uh, Russell Wilson <laughs> fanboy, and uh, got stoned there. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that, that'll be coming too much now. Um, geez, the Broncos on Thursday, I know I'm going on about it again, but they were so, so bad. Like... <laughs> I just after watching that game, I just said neither of them two teams am I ever gonna I'm ever gonna back again. The Broncos are the calls. So um yeah, Justin Herbert minus five all day for me in this one. Nice. Um any props from you boys, because we are gonna wrap up a fairly nice under forty five minutes once. Uh Liam. Uh, yeah, I mentioned the um the Justin Fields one um for tonight's game, 170 yards. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is like six to one for a touchdown as well. And he does like a QB sneak. So that might be one to, to test people. But for the main games, um, I'm going to go for two that I've gone for twice before that both hit. So I'm going to go with Cooper Cup over receptions. They've lifted his line to 8.5. 
But I think he's averaging 14 targets a game at the moment. So I still think he's worth it for now. It's still plus money as well. You don't have to pay any juice on that, um, depending on where you look. So I would go over eight and a half. And then Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. Passing touchdowns is also plus money. Um, and I think if he hits it this week, it'll be the last last week you get that plus money for him. Because last year they stripped it off the board after like six weeks. So um, yeah, I'll probably lean those two. And aside from that, um, maybe bet the sky treble for a laugh like I did last week that was, I think it was two out of three for both windows. Um, yep, see if we can, yeah, see if we can win that one. But um, yeah, should be a good weekend. Uh, anything from you, Jack? Um, as you mentioned earlier, Kenneth Walker uh, for the Seahawks over fifty nine and a half yards. Um, I'm backing him at uh, I think he had eighty eight yards on eight carries last weekend against the Saints. Um, I presume he's going to be getting nearly all the carries with Rashad Penny out for the year. Um, yeah, I thought the line was a bit low. Uh, and as for props for touchdowns, um, the one Liam just said there, over two and a half <laughs> Mahomes touchdowns, I think that's a plus money is a great bet. Um, so that's basically the only ones I'll be going for. There's some of the markets, some of the bookies don't have uh, any time markets out. They're a bit slower this year than they have been previous years. So probably look into, into more of them tomorrow and Saturday when they all come out. Yeah, I've uh, been putting my props piece together for um, bookies.com, who I do a little bit of work for. Um, and I've gone with Jeff Wilson. He's uh, above evens to score for the 49ers. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, I was on him last week. He did everything apart from score. He had 25 carries for 161 yards. Still didn't find the end zone, but he's plus money again this week. Uh, 13 to 10 on bet 365. And Sky Moore for the Chiefs uh, is the player that I wanted to mention. Uh, you can get him at 15 to 2 on bet 365. He's not done a whole lot this year, but they have been talking about having a separate playbook for him. And if you're going to use him in any game, it will be against the Bills in probably the biggest game, arguably the biggest game of the season, even though it is quite early. And I thought anything over 7 to 1 or so was pretty darn good for him. Jody Fortson's down at 5 to 1, 4 to 1 now, which is a bit of a shame for um, our tight end scorers. <laughs> Uh, and then you can get the Saints under one touchdown in the second half. Uh, as I said, the Bengals haven't allowed a single touchdown this year. Uh, you get a push if it's just one. And that was uh, plus money as well. So that was uh, another one I looked at there. Um, so with that, we will wrap it up. Thank you, Liam. Thank you, Jack, for coming along. You can find Liam at underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter and Jack on, at Jack T underscore 95 on Twitter. I am Adam at Touchdown Tips. And fingers crossed we will actually have some winners on our best bets this week. See you all later. <laughs> Who did?